2: Hello! My name is Sally-Kate Holmes, and I am the Managing Director of Next Chapter Podcasts. Did you know you can access behind-the-scenes interviews and ad-free content via PlayOn Premium? For a mere $5 a month, you can support the artists of the PlayOn Podcasts in bringing you Shakespeare's timeless tales. Go to www.playonpodcasts.com and click Join PlayOn Premium today. I'm also excited to share a podcast that I think you'll enjoy. We're partnering with the folks over at The Amelia Project and are pleased to share an episode with you. The Amelia Project is a fiction podcast about an underground agency that offers a very special service, faking its clients' deaths, then letting them reappear with a brand new identity. In each episode, we are introduced to a new client and get to eavesdrop on their vetting interview. The Amelia Project's eccentric clientele includes cult leaders, criminals, magicians, maverick, entomologists, or, as in this episode, the entire cast of Hamlet. We know you're going to enjoy the Amelia Project's episode, The Royal Shakespeare Company. Congratulations. You have reached the Amelia Project. If you're not serious, please hang up. If you continue, there is no return. Good choice. There is a new life awaiting you. You'll hear back from us. If you don't hear back, please consider this a hoax. Leave your message after the beep. Good
3: morrow. This is Hamlet, Prince of Denmark.
4: Ladies and gentlemen of the
3: Hamlet Company,
5: this is your beginner's call for Act One. Mine colleagues and I are in urgent need of thy help. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Bernardo, Francisco, Marcellus,
3: Horatio, and the Ghost to stage, please. Standby stage management and technical staff.
5: The play doth commence. I must switch off my phone.
6: Who's there? Nay, answer me. There is
5: an interval in two hours. I will
3: switch mine phone back on then. Thou canst leave me a message and tell me whither to meet. My cue. I must make haste.
1: The Amelia Project. Created by Philip Thorne and Ostern Braga, with music and sound direction by Frederick Baden. Designed by Adam Raymonda. Episode 54. The Royal Shakespeare Company.
3: Has everyone found a place? Uh, there's still a bit of room here, Fortinbras. Yeah. Yeah. Polonius and Laertes, if you just budge up a little, we can get the ratio in here. This is my spot. And Hamlet. I think you can just about squeeze in between Claudius and Gertrude. Oh, I'm sorry, Osric. Do you mind sitting on the floor? Now, is that everyone?
5: Aren't
3: we missing someone? No? Sure, must Oh, well, 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 um, well, ha <laughs> You came all the way from Stratford, eh? Aye! Well, it's certainly an honour to have the Royal Shakespeare Company pay me a visit. Big fan. Who's for Coco? So, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 cups of cocoa. Um, If you can all start passing the cups around. That's it. Keep passing them on. Keep passing them on. Oh, I'm so excited. I love Hamlet. 30% puns, 50% sex jokes, and 20% death. You know I played the gravedigger once. Right, does everyone have a cup? Aye. 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 Good. Then I'll get pouring. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get wonderful. Yeah. Ouch, watch out, Gertrude. It's as hot as molten lead. Yes, it is rather hot, isn't it, Claudius? Ah! Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, hello, ghost of Hamlet's father. <laughs> I hadn't seen you lurking there. Do you like the cocoa?
4: This cocoa is the stuff that dreams are made of.
3: Aye, tis the bard's mm. bollocks.
0: Divine.
3: Hang on. I know who we're missing. There's Rosencrantz, but where's Guildenstern? Oh. <laughs> no. I mean, he didn't get left behind on the Eurostar, did he?
4: Alas, mm. poor
3: Guildenstern! I knew him well. A fellow of
0: infinite jest. Of most excellent fancy.
4: He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and now, how abhorred in my imagination it is.
7: Where be your jibes now? Your gambols, Your songs? Your flashes of merriment that will want to set the table on a roar.
5: Out, out, brief candle. Let me be boiled to death with melancholy.
3: Are you saying he's... <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry. My heartfelt condolences.
5: Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour
4: upon the stage and then is heard no more.
3: Yes. Sooner or later, we must all shuffle off this mortal coil.
4: But Gildenstern was ravished and wronged. Hacked to mince by that clamorous harbinger of blood and
3: death. What? Um, you know, maybe it's time to stop quoting the Bard and tell me in plain speech what has happened here. A villainous deed and
4: desperately dispatched murder most foul, strange and unnatural. Murder?
0: Hacked down by tyrant's hand by murder's bloody
7: axe.
3: With
0: an axe?
7: Oh, keep us from that hellish villain's violent hands. Who's
3: after you, Ophelia? Who is this villain?
7: I dare not say. His name blisters on my tongue. Uh-oh. Oh, guys, guys, come
3: on, guys. Guys, if an axe-wielding psychopath is after you, I suggest you give me the facts. And preferably in plain English. Oh, filth and contagious clouds of heady murder and villainy. Oh, ill-dispersing wind of misery. I never thought I'd say this, but maybe this isn't the appropriate time to be quoting Shakespeare. Uh, you know, you're not on stage anymore. All oh,
0: the world's a stage.
3: Yes, yes, very cleverly, Ertes.
0: And all men and women merely players. Oh, God. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many
3: parts. Yes, yes, yes. Look, look. Do you want me to help you or not? Aye! Aye! Then please drop the Shakespeare. We dare not.
7: What? Why ever not? We must stay in character, from the first chirp of the lark to the ring of the nightingale. Yes,
3: yes. 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 Ugh, how very method. You know, I didn't think the RSC went in for that kind of thing. It is the express wish of our director, Werner Boom. Well, blow my flute and strum a lute. You really stay in character and speak in quotations all day.
0: Aye.
3: Even when you're at Tesco's buying luru, Aye. Ha! Ah, even when someone on the other end of the phone is trying to sell you property insurance. Aye. Even when you're ordering a pint. Aye. Don't people kick your head in? Aye. 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 So why do it? Werner Boom. Excuse me, Horatio. Werner Boom. Your director? He would have such a fellow whipped for stepping out of character. Well, I don't care what this Werner guy says. You're in my office and he's not here. So why don't we tell that Werner to go suck eggs?
4: (laughs) Don't say that. He has a million false eyes stuck upon us.
5: We are under his strict and most observant watch. What? Even now? There
3: is no escaping his watchful tyranny! He's across the channel! You're totally safe here. Best safety lies in fear. You're really terrified of this Werner, aren't you? You know what? I think you should tell me more about him. He is a man
0: of boundless intemperance. A man of vaulting
4: ambition.
5: A proud man, dressed in a little brief authority. His glassy essence, like an angry ape, plays such fantastic tricks before I
3: ever just make the angels weep. Wasn't he the one who did that underwater Uncle Vanya at London Aquarium?
7: Aye, it is he.
3: Thought so. Man's a freak. I've read he directs actors at gunpoint. Is that true? He always gets what he wants, and he playeth most foully for it. He is ruthless, bold, and resolute. Why did you agree to work with such a megalomaniac? One must not be afraid of greatness. So you put up with his antics for the sake of art? And you really think that's worth it?
5: (sighs) No profit grows where is no pleasure taken. But how do you put up with him? I oppose my patience to his fury, and am armed to suffer with a quietness of spirit the very tyranny and
2: rage of his.
3: Oh, yes, very noble, Gertrude. Anyone else have anything to add? Ophelia? Polonius? Give it a stab? No? No? Good Lord, you're trembling. Osric, come on, you haven't said a word yet. What do you think of Werner Boom? Oh, 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 yes, oh, well,
5: um... Oh, come on! Werner... V- Boom is a... is a, a rank... beef-witted... boar-pig a bolting hutch of beastiness, a, a, a beslubbering, beetle-headed, bunch-backed toad, an earth-vexing rabbit-sucker, a bursting bladder of boils, a lump of foul deformity, a currish, eye-offending hedge-pig, a swollen parcel of dropsies, a lumpish, logger-headed flap-dragon, a prating, paper-faced pantaloon, a puny, pox-marked bull's-pizzle, a clay brained cream faced loon, like a-, a greasy onion eyed puke stocking. A trunk of humours, a hell hated canker blossom. A gore bellied milk livered bumble A pottle deep pigeon egg, and a damned and luxurious mountain goat. A tickle brained lootstrap, a fobbing, full gorged hakamaka a stuffed cloak-bag of guts, a frothy, fly-bitten malt-worm, a bawdy caddis garter, a a mewling, folly-fallen fustilarian, a mammering maggot-pie, a yeasty, clapper-clawed horse son a brazen, boil-brained Applejohn, a vacant, lean, witted mannequin, and a, a motley-minded Rootsby, a waggish, unchin snouted dogfish, a roasted maning triox with pudding in his belly, a reeky eel skin, a dankish dried neat's tongue, a waggish rampalion. He is the rankest compound of villainous smell that ever offended nostril. The tartness of his face sours ripe grapes, and his tongue outvenoms all the worms of the Nile. There is no more faith in him than in a stewed prune. He is unfit for any place but hell, <laughs> but soft. Methinks I do, digress. Too much.
3: Um, brevity, Osric, is the soul of wit. Does everyone feel this way about Werner?
4: Aye! Aye. Aye. He hath made our lives a bubbling hellbroth. I
3: always thought directors were supposed to bugger off after the premiere. You have premiered, right? Aye. What, 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 what are those? The reviews? Oh, good Lord, is that a picture of Werner Boom? <laughs>
5: well, <just done> that. <laughs> well, because he's so tiny. Will <laughs> oh, he be but little? He is fierce.
3: No, 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 it's, it's just not how I imagined him at all. He seems smiley and pleasant.
7: One may smile and smile and be a villain.
3: Oh, oh dear. This review isn't very good, is it? There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. No, Hamlet, this review is objectively bad. Um, I've had root canal surgery that was less painful and more pleasurable than this overwrought production. Oh my. I mean, in what world can that be good? The best men are molded out of faults
5: and, for the most, become much more the better for being a little bad. Ha!
3: Try telling that to this critic. Or this one. Or this one. Oh, good lord, or this one. They have colluded to spit forth their venomous
4: indignation against our little play.
3: Werner can't be happy about these reviews.
7: They are oil and flax to his flaming wrath. Never till this day have I seen him touched with anger so distempered.
5: He says it is our robustious periwick-pated performance that is to blame, tearing the bard's verse to tatters to very rags.
0: He hath been inflamed by a rage, like an angry boar chafed with sweat. A rage whose heat is so incandescent
5: that nothing can allay it, nothing but blood. The blood of actors. It is why he hacked poor Guildenstern to mince. But Guildenstern's
3: part is tiny. Why take it out on him? He soared the air too much
4: with his hands.
7: But it will not stop with Gildenstein. Blood
4: and revenge are hammering in his head.
7: He hath sworn to be revenged on the whole pack of us.
4: What
0: ugly sights of death within mine eyes! Last night he left a scroll in mine dressing room, threatening to have me torn apart by an angry mob. <sighs> I have not slept one wink.
7: He will chop off my head. He will
5: rape me and cut out my tongue. He will bury me to the neck up and leave me to starve.
3: You can't be serious. This
5: is mad.
3: Though this be madness, yet there's method in it. Method? Oh. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, for each of you he's planning a death from the blood-soaked pages of the collected works. I will be dismembered. And then burnt.
4: I will be smothered
3: by a pillow.
4: I will die by the bite of a venomous snake. I will be baked
5: into a pie. And I will die of indigestion and I will exit pursuit by a bear.
0: Save us from this barbarous, thread-bolted death token. His heart is as black as Vulcan in
3: the smoke of war.
0: We
7: dare not come within the measure of his tiger-footed rage. I'd rather fetch a toothpick from the farthest reaches of Asia. I'd
3: rather pluck a serpent from Medusa's mane.
7: I'd rather wear
4: yellow stockings and cross gutters.
7: I'd rather make love to a donkey. Anything to escape that roguish rat's bane's rage.
4: He out-herods herod. The weariest and most loathed worldly life that age, ache, penury, and imprisonment can lay on nature is a paradise to what we fear of him.
5: He'll massacre us all, raise our families, grind
3: their bones to dust.
5: We must disappear. Aye. 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 Aye.
3: Aye.
0: Wilt thou help us? I will. (laughs) Yes,
3: all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, now listen, we have to move quickly. We have to kill you before Werner does. A man can die but once. Wrong.
7: That's Shakespeare.
3: Well, obviously he didn't know about Amelia.
7: You propose to kill us with a living death.
3: I propose, as your bard put it, a death counterfeiting sleep. Mm, Death's a great disguiser.
7: I most jocund apt and willingly to escape him, a thousand deaths would die.
3: That won't be necessary, Gertrude. One convincingly staged death will suffice. Is there a matinee tomorrow?
7: Aye, when the clock strikes two.
3: Can you remind me how you all die in the play, Polonius? I am stabbed behind a curtain. Ghost?
7: A vial of poison is poured in mine ear. Ophelia? I go insane and drown myself.
4: Rosencrantz? I am hanged by the King of England.
3: Gertrude?
7: I accidentally drink poisoned wine.
3: Claudius? I am first poisoned, then stabbed. Laertes? I am wounded with a poisoned sword. Hamlet? I too am wounded with a poisoned sword. Horatio? Actually, I live. Actually, not in tomorrow's matinee, you don't. Uh, but- Hamlet, would you mind stabbing Horatio? Twould be my pleasure. The curtain falls on the final scene of carnage, then rises again for you to take your bows, but your bloody bodies are still scattered around the stage. The applause subsides, and a horrible realization sweeps the audience. They start to scream. A doctor is called. He declares you dead. What sorcery is this you propose? <clears throat> take thou this vial, being then on stage, and this distilled liquor apply thou to Hamlet and Laertes' swords, and mix thou in Gertrude's goblet. When presently through all ye veins shall run a cold and drowsy humour, for no pulse shall keep his native progress, but cease. No warmth, no breath shall testify ye livest. The roses in ye lips and cheeks shall fade to pally ashes. Ye eyes' windows fall like death when he shuts up the day of life. Each part, deprived of supple government, shall, stiff and stark and cold, appear like death. And in this borrowed likeness of shrunk death ye shalt continue two-and-forty hours, and then awake as from a pleasant sleep.
4: Huzzah!
3: Darest thou die? What's done cannot be undone.
0: Yes, but it will be an illusion, no more yielding than a dream.
3: Thy disappearance shall be absolute. Thou must bid farewell to family, friends, and fame. I would give all my fame for a pot of ale. No, oh, and safety. Oh, safety. <laughs> safety. Thou must encounter anonymity as a bride, and hug it in thine arms. Where shalt we go? Oh, gentle Rosencrantz, upon the heat and flame of thy curiosity sprinkle cool patience. Patience is sottish.
7: Who oh, can be patient in extremes? Tell us where we are
3: bound. You doubt me? Have faith, man. Aye, but to die, and go we know not where. Oh, very well. <clears throat> I know a bank where the wild thyme blows, where oxlips and the nodding violet grows, quite overcanopied with luscious woodbine, with sweet musk-roses and with eglantine. How like a dream is this? There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy.
0: This is very Midsummer Madness. This is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound
3: and fury, signifying nothing. Thy proof that this fantasy exists. Thy reason, man. I can yield you none without words, and words are grown so false I am loath to prove reason with them. He is a dreamer. Let us leave
5: him. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Oh, what have we to lose? The miserable have no other medicine but only
0: hope. Our stars shine darkly over us.
7: Lest we follow poor Guildenstern to dusty death, we must escape the malignancy of our fate, to such a place where the compass of Werner Boom's curse cannot find us. If we should
5: fail! We fail! But screw your courage to the sticking place, and we'll not fail! Aye. Aye. Aye!
3: You shall board a bobbling vessel no stronger than a nutshell, and as leaky as an unstanched wench. And it will be pushed out into the rude sea's enraged and foamy mouth, where you shall be blown around with restless violence. What? We will run ourselves aground. You shall be washed up on the shores of an isle full of noises, sounds and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not, peopled with islanders who, though they are of monstrous shape, have manners more gentle kind than of our human generation. You shall find.
0: Oh, that sounds like a <sighs> beef.
3: I'm talking, of course, about the island of Manhattan.
4: Oh, God God God
3: it! Yes, actors in Manhattan don't get noticed. Everyone there is an actor. You'll blend right in. You can continue your lives as actors in independent shows, off-Broadway productions and community theatres. Your accents will serve you very well in America.
7: Take us to these undiscovered waters. Oh,
3: take us to these undreamed shores.
7: Take
5: us to this brave new
4: world. Is there a ghost in...
3: Hamilton. (laughs) 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 Very well, give me some music. Champagne, ho! Let the canican clink, clink, clink! Come, thou monarch
4: of the vine, plumpy Bacchus with pink eyne. Cup us till the world go round! Cup us till the world go round! round. Me?
5: Anybody?
3: Come, thou monarch of the vine, clumpy Bacchus with pink In thy fats our cares be drowned, with thy grapes our hairs be crowned. Cup us till the world go round, cup us till the world go round, cup us till the world go round, world go round with thy grapes our hairs be crowned. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How long
1: has this been going on for? Hamlet? The past 30 minutes. Before that, he faked the deaths of Anna Karenina, Madame Bovary, Fagin, Frodo Baggins, Tintin, and Peter Rabbit. Oh. He's getting worse every day. Last night we were playing Scrabble, and I tried to put down the word surgeon. He completely lost it, and proceeded to eat all the Scrabble pieces. If they don't come out by themselves, we might need to take him to a doctor. This is happening much faster than I expected. What is going on, Amelia? 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 Huh? What. Is. Going. On.
2: Well? There's that cat again. Amelia!
1: Amelia. You're going to have to tell me eventually. Come on. Don't you think it's time till the
3: world go round cup us the world go round cup us the world go round with the crypta has be crowned
2: <laughs>
3: Wonderful oh wonderful see you all at the premiere <laughs>
6: This episode was written and edited by Philip Thorne, directed by Philip Thorne and Alan Bergen, designed by Adam Raimunda, with script assistance from Einstein Breger, T.H. Ponders and William Shakespeare. Music by Maestro Frederick Barden. It featured Alan Bergen as the interviewer Alex Scott Fairley as Hamlet. Ben Meredith as Osric, Sarah Golding as Gertrude, Carly Fish as Ophelia, Alexander Mercury as Polonius, Spencer Lee Osborne as Laertes, Anthony Glennon as Horatio, Andrew Golder as Claudius, Chris Pollock as Rosencrantz, Torgny G. Ondero as Francisco Bernardo and the Ghost, Julia C. Thorne as Alvina, and Julia Morizawa as Amelia. The episode was recorded at Soundborn Studio in Vienna. Graphic design by Anders Pedersen and production assistance by Marty Parzival. Thank you to all our patrons who chip in to pay the cast and crew. We really do rely on our patrons to make this show possible. Uh, There are only two more season 4 episodes left, so if you want to sign up as a patron to support those, we would be immensely grateful. If you support the show from just $5, you'll also get access to the next Friday's Bonus Alvina Archives episode, Lost Girl, in which Alvina visits Kozlowski's Basement Operating Theatre for the first time. A shout out to our super patrons Kevin Rowland, Angel Acevedo, Sophia Anderson, Jem Fiddick, Alban Asant, Amelie and Allison, Stephanie Weidenhiller, Mints and Such, Rafael Eduardo Vifas Verastaki, and JK Robbins. For transcripts, merch, bonus material, and ways to support the show, visit ameliapodcast.com.
2: And can listen to The Amelia Project wherever you get your podcasts. Search for The Amelia Project and look out for the logo of a black and orange phoenix rising from a cup.
6: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.